welcome to Adventures in North Wales from Go North Wales. I'm Megan Llyn and in this series we're exploring more of North Wales with its world-leading outdoor adventure activities, brilliant beaches, thrilling mountain scenery, thriving food and drink industry and fascinating ancient culture and heritage. In this episode, North Wales has 250 miles of coastline with some astonishing sandy beaches, coastal resorts and wildlife. Let's go and visit some of the best. We'll visit the birds on Puffin Island. You can't help but smile when you see a bird with a big rainbow beak. (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's fantastic. Take in the beauty of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge's favourite beach. Camlin Bay has absolutely everything. It's steeped in history. It has wonderful expanse of sand. It has brilliant facilities. You couldn't ask for a better beach. But first, we're beginning today at the northernmost settlement in mainland Wales, in Flintshire right opposite the Wirral on the River Dee estuary. We're here at Talacra Beach and Village. With me is Lyndon Mulhern. Hi, Lyndon. Hello there. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good, good. It's good to see the sun is shining. Uh, yes. Finally. It's, uh, it's head out today. <laughs> now, this is an incredible beach. How far does it stretch? Well, Talacra itself, right on the end of the Flintshire border here, so it probably goes a mile or two towards Prestatin, And then, obviously onwards towards Rill and Landedno and and elsewhere. We are at the beginning of the Welsh coastal path, or as, as near as access as you can get it. Yeah. But the stretch of beach here probably starts from down near Mostyn. Okay. All the way up to Prestatyn, so probably two or three miles. And it's probably most famous for the stunning Point of Air Lighthouse, isn't it? Yes, it is, yeah. It, it's been there for over 100 years now. It's partly rebuilt over the years. I know that during the war, it... it all this beach was used as a target practice and the odd shell has been found out there and oh, wow. um, obviously the, the lighthouse wasn't probably used as a target <laughs> but unlike any other lighthouse been put there to keep the ship safe that was passing through the estuary yes, so, yeah. uh, I'm not one for ghosts so I don't think I'll be going up to the lighthouse for a visit are there any ghosts there? Uh, there has been a few sightings oh, um, no. although a few years back the, I think it was the, the then owners of it put a uh, like a, a silver man in the window of it, which of a night reflected the the sun and 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 people thought they were seeing ghosts. But I think it was uh, just a little bit of a a bit of a joke on the oh, locals. Oh, good. That. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad. And behind the beach, these sand dunes are a site of special scientific interest, aren't they? Yes, they are. And obviously they're our first defence from uh, from the sea. And and they've been doing a great job over the years. We have uh, <laughs> come close a couple of times. Obviously, this time of year, you get the tourists that, that go through them, so they, they need replenishing hmm. through the winter. There's a lot of work goes on. A lot of them have, have fenced off the ones that are, you know, more susceptible to, to erosion. But yeah, they, I mean, there's hundreds of them. You know, it, it is a fabulous sight when you're walking through them. And there's a RSPB nature reserve here too. Yes, uh, that's been here a number of years. There's a, a, a bird watching hut towards the, well, down the D estuary towards Mostyn. 
that anyone can go there and just watch the local wildlife and, and anything that comes from further afield. <laughs> Dolphins? <which laughs> I believe there's been one or two porpoises uh, sighted out there. Oh. Uh, we had a whale there not long ago. <gasps> uh, we got it back out to sea safely. They seem to drift into the, the estuary, but mm. you know, they always seem to make their way back out again. Talacra has really become a, a real mecca for holiday makers as well, hasn't it? It has, yes. Um, I mean, that's essentially what we are more famous for. Mm. It's, it's a holiday resort, but it's probably of your, your older village type. Although we do have a couple of amusement arcades here and restaurants and pubs, it's, it's, it's not as quite as built up as, as other areas. Mm. And I'm probably a little bit off the beaten track as well. I used to always say you'd have to be lost to find it. <laughs> and generally that's the case. Most people do find it when they're lost. <laughs> um, but they do come back. Yeah. Uh, and that's you know, that's the main thing. Once they've um, found it, they yeah, always come back. Yeah. I think they, 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 they come in here looking for something else and then finish up coming back. So what is there to do here, though, for, for visitors? What well, is there to see and do? Well, obviously there's the beach and the lighthouse. Uh, which is very popular with photography and, mm. and and anybody who just wanted to see the coastline. It's yeah. beautiful of a of an evening for the sunset. You know, on a clear day, you can see Blackpool Tower. Not wow. many. Yeah, it is the beginning of the Welsh coastal path. So, or the end, depending which way you're coming. <laughs> or the end, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's popular with cyclists, walkers. Dog walkers, we get a hell of a lot of dog walkers here okay. that, that come from all over. Hmm. Then after that, after the nature side of things, with the bird sanctuary, nature reserve, not in the too far away. Say if you just want to cycle or, or, or jump in the car, we're, we're only two or three miles from Prestatin, and then a little bit further on is Rill. Rill, yeah. So, uh, so that's all on your doorstep, hmm. and then obviously you've got the. Uh, if you go further inland, we've got a lot of historical sites. Uh, there's, there's the Abbey. Obviously, Flint Castle. Okay, yeah. Uh, just down the coast there. So there's a lot within the area. It's not it's just a convenient area, isn't it? With loads yes. of bags of stuff to do here. Well, it is. Uh, and not only that, it's very accessible uh, mm. from the, the major cities in the northwest, yeah. you know, from Manchester, Liverpool, and surrounding areas. It's only an hour away from, from Manchester down the M56. And with the first public beach that you, you come to coming into Wales, yes. so, which is. Not often uh, known, really. Yeah. You know, most people just jump in the car and, and head to Anglesey or yeah. whatever and, and, and fly right past us, you know. And like I say, only find us if they're lost. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and the thing is with it, it's very family orientated. Yeah. You, know, you don't get the big... Not that there's anything wrong with the crowds of young ones. You <laughs> know, but we do get a fair share, but it, it's mainly uh, family people. Yeah, it's just a great British day out. Travelled north to Anglesey, and we're on a boat right at the eastern end of the Menai Strait, just off Puffin Island or Anisiriol in Welsh. Tom Ashwell from Rib Ride has brought us here on a terrific boat trip from Menai Bridge. Hi, Tom. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Oh, great. Oh, to be here, look at this, it's fantastic. I know, it's so cool here, so stunning. So, Tom, what's so special about Puffin Island then? I think for us, it's a, it's a year-round destination. Obviously, we're here now because we've got the puffins and seasonal visitors, but, but we come here all year round because we've got this fantastic group of seals. You can see on the rocks just over here. Yes! And that, you know, a lovely thing to be able to come and see um, at any time. 
And as I said now, you know, here we are, we've got seasonal birds in, we've got puffins. You might be able to see a couple just oh, over yeah. there. <gasps> uh, yes. We've got a massive, massive, in fact, I think the largest um, colony of cormorant in the UK. So you can see the cormorants, they're just standing on the rocks. And those are the chaps that have got their wings out, drying their wings. <laughs> and the reason they <laughs> do that- themselves a blow dry. <laughs> well, they're, yeah, they're a diving bird. So they don't, they don't float and they oh, want wow. to get all the water out of the wings so they don't trap any air. So they they can then dive they they won't be buoyant then wow that's insane so how long does it take to get here by boat then uh well we do a trip over an hour and a half so you know we can take in some sights on the way it's a long time since i've just come here straight but let's say you know if we wanted to maybe 20 minutes to get here oh, so, and so we, we allow a bit longer because we want to cruise and see some stuff on of the course, way there's yeah. obviously fantastic stuff to see it's called puffin island i can see some puffins there it's that why it's called Puffin Island? Yeah, I think that I think that that's basically it, isn't it? And obviously, it's a nickname. It's not the it's not the original Welsh name, but it's just known as Puffin Island. Yeah. Um, and the, the the puffins have had some challenging times. What the puffins do is they like to nest in the. I don't know if you can really see, but if you look up on the on the the edge there, you might see. Uh, little groups of they're basically burrows so the puffins will burrow into the grass oh, and okay, yeah. and the island was overrun by rats uh. so they had to eradicate the rats which is hard to do big groups of rats and not destroy or the, anything else that's around but they got rid of the rats because the rats were running and eating eggs and that knocked back the puffins and the the puffins will return to the place they were born so they're mm. going to you know they're going to come back so if you eradicate that group it's going to be a long time until you get them of back course, yeah. what they've done now is added some rabbits to the island to assist in the burrowing so that those burrows those puffin burrows are kept nice and tidy and clean for when really? the puffins come back each season. Yeah. That's incredible. Isn't that great? <laughs> I can't imagine a world where puffin and rabbits live side by side. There you go. The rabbits are there to do the uh, do the grunt work for the puffins. <laughs> yeah. But you can't actually set foot on the island, can no. you? No, it is a it is a private island maintained as a, as a as a refuge for the for the birds. What do you love about visiting Puffin Island then, Tom? I think the ability to come here and always find the seal. I yeah. think as a, as somebody who is who is trying to show things to people, mm. this is a great place to go. I like the fact that the water can be a lot more challenging out here. So it's not something that a normal boat can get to all the time. You oh, do right. need so with a with a rib like the one we have, we're able to obviously safely get there. Yeah. Um, and there are sometimes in the winter a challenging times where we just have to say, no, we can't do it. Yeah. It feels like spring when we do that one trip and then you realise that the orcs are back. You've got, you know, uh, guillemots and razorbills and then you go, oh, there's a puffin, the puffins are back and that's the most, that's the fantastic feeling. And then yeah. we know we're back. Yeah. And it's a bit sad when we get to the end of July and they start to disappear again. Oh, and it's no. like, oh, see you fellas, we'll see you next year. But, we, you know, we know they're coming back. So which months do they actually live on the island then? We will get them sort of around April and it's dependent on on offshore conditions as to as to when they come in um, but around April time we hope to see them um, that can be you know pushing towards May we've had a couple of years where they have been mm. a little later and we've had years when they've been slightly earlier than that but if we aim at April it's a pretty good time and then end of July so end of July first week in August they seem to just pack up their little suitcases and off they trot <laughs> roughly how many puffins are on the island do you know it's not a huge amount 
um, as I said, they were just devastated. So um, the, the last survey, they were talking of, of 12 breeding pairs. Now, obviously, we can see there's a lot more than that. Yes, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and it will come back. I mean, we'd also do a trip from Hollyhead out to the Skerries, where there's an incredibly strong group of puffins, and mm. they're in the hundreds out there. So they're in the region. It's, yeah. not, it's not as though they're not coming back to the area. They perhaps just has to it just has to build those numbers mm. up again but you know pretty easy to see if you come out and join us on a trip it perhaps if there's because there's not quite so many of them that makes it even more special when you do see one yeah of course yeah a sense of exclusivity yeah and you can't <laughs> you know you can't help but smile when you see a bird with a big rainbow beak <laughs> yes, <laughs> just, I mean, look course. it's fantastic <laughs> the seals then are they there all year round they are there they're year-round residents and that group of seals will get up to about 100 strong. Wow, yeah, will they? Yeah, there's a lot. So it depends on when you come. If we come on a, on an incoming tide, they're out fishing, so yep. they'll be swimming around and we can see them. Maybe they'll some of the younger ones get quite curious, so they might come of alongside course, the boat and yeah. have a look. Um, they're always called Sammy, by the way, if you ask her. So, <laughs> oh, oh, look, they're Sammy. Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, at this point now, we've got the tides falling. They've had a good feast, so they're now going to haul themselves onto the rocks and they're just going to digest and uh, and just rest up for the next feeding frenzy on the incoming tide. Wow. Well, it really is spectacular, isn't it? It's something you don't see every day. You really here. don't. And the nice I think the nice thing here is there's just us on this boat, you yeah. know. We're not we're not some big boat full of people. Mm. It's just us. We're very quiet. Mm. Um, you probably don't even notice the engine ticking over here, but we are. And um, and we can just stand off enough and show respect to the animals, but be close enough that people can see them. Well, perfect. Thank you so much for bringing me to Puffin Island, Tom. My pleasure. Thank you. This is Adventures in North Wales from Go North Wales, and I'm Mekanlin. Hi. I've come across to the western side of Anglesey to this spectacular beach, Traith Llanduin. It is honestly one of the most stunning beaches we have here in the whole of Wales, and it's also the home of the Welsh patron saint of love, Dwynwen. We have the Newbron National Nature Reserve right behind us and we've got this stunning beach with the lighthouse and Santos Duinwen's very own church right at the end on the right-hand side. Could this be any more picturesque? So we've just walked down to the beach now and on the left-hand side we can see the mainland to the left of us and we can see down to the Llyn Peninsula in front of us. Then to the right-hand side we've got the forest and then if you carry on across the beach you get to Santes Duinwen's church. I'm here to meet Michael Thomas who is the Senior Development Officer for Tourism and Marketing here. North Wales is blessed with some in just incredible beaches. But this one, I think I may go as far to say as my best one. Do you agree? I'd have to agree. I think it's yeah. the jewel in our crown. It's got to be one of the best beaches. I completely agree. It has everything, doesn't it? Yeah, Llanwyn Bay has absolutely everything. It's steeped in history. It has wonderful expanse of sand. It has brilliant facilities uh, you couldn't ask for a better beach exactly exactly and this bit of land that's just out into the sea and this land it's a tidal island isn't it 
Yeah, it's a tidal island. It gets shut off by the tide every now and again. So it's important that visitors do look at what the tide's doing before they visit and just check on the BBC tides. But yeah, it's tidal and it gives it a little bit of a unique quirkiness to actually get to it and get back. Yeah. So you could end up stranded there. How long would you typically be stranded? Uh, at, at the most, it would be two to three hours. Oh, that's fine. I can't imagine there's anywhere better to be stranded on because it's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably one of the best places in Wales to get stranded yeah. on. Probably the best in the UK. <laughs> but there's so many different types of terrain here in, in just such a small space. You've got the dunes and the beach, then the nature reserve and, and then the forest just behind us here. It must draw a lot of visitors here to Ernest Landwin. It draws a huge amount of visitors. The last time we checked and got figures, it was about half a million people a year come here, um, which put it at one of the six busiest places in the whole of Wales. Really? But you, it's so understandable. It, it, it's stunning here. And the, just the beach and the sand is very special, isn't it? Yep, it is definitely. It's extremely special. Um, and it's something that we want to keep that way as well. Tell me about Santa Stuynwen. She has quite uh, a strong figure here in Wales, doesn't she? Yeah, Santa Stuynwen. She's the patron saint of Welsh lovers. So we celebrate Welsh Love Day on the 25th of January every single year. And a lot of people make a pilgrimage over to Llanwyn Island, where the remains of her church and pilgrimage still exist. Um, so it's a really special place. And it's a little bit romantic and a little bit sort of special as well. Well, do you know, I've been hounding my boyfriend to, to bring me here for the past two years. Like, I really want to go because it's such a romantic island. And I know of so many of my friends that have actually got engaged here so it is it is has really does have like a romantic feel doesn't it it does it's so romantic i get the impression you're trying to hint to your boyfriend as well about the whole hand win and uh yeah it's perfect place to do it yeah just make sure it's a nice sunny day yes yeah <laughs> And uh, the lighthouse here, it actually marks the western edge of the Menai Strait. That is correct. There is another lighthouse just down in Abermenai, which actually goes to the main part of the Menai Strait and Abermenai, but it's part of the Hochanwin Bay. So it's okay. um, five kilometres all the way across. The beach is five kilometres, so you can walk all the way down to Abermenai and see the other lighthouse or the lighthouse on the island itself. It's just a stunning walk, isn't it? And the sand is is such a lovely texture and a lovely colour. Yeah, definitely. It is such a nice golden colour sand. Yeah, you don't yeah. find many beaches of this quality around here. No. So we're stood uh, just by the beach here now. What can we see around us here now, Michael? I think it's one of the places where you can see so much of Wales. From here, you can see a Widva or Snowdon, the tallest mountain in Wales, at 1,085 metres. You can see the rivals down, right down to Enesenchi, which a lot of people say is the biggest pilgrimage from Rome to Enesenchi. Yes. Um, it is an amazing place. And then looking up, you can just about see the church in the sea, Eglis Quivran, and you can see Trackmorn as well, which is a motor racing circuit, which I bet you never believed we had in Wales. <laughs> no, no, definitely. Um, what about with um, boats and stuff? Do people moor here? 
There is no moorings here. You'll find visiting boats will come around to Chandwim, but there's no actual launching for jet skis or power boats here, which makes it a really nice beach for families. Um, you do get people occasionally windsurfing or kitesurfing off the beach, but in terms of power boats, no, they don't launch here. And dog friendly? Dogs loud? Um, at certain times of year, there are parts of the beach that are dog friendly. Um, June, May and September, there's no dogs onto Chandwim itself. Am I right in thinking there used to be some royal residents living very close? Close to Llandoin. Uh Yeah, not so long ago. Those royal residents had just celebrated their 10th wedding anniversary. Um, and they used to say Llandoin was one of their favourite spaces to go. Oh, the Duke uh, and Duchess of Cambridge. Yep. Some people have been lucky enough to see them. They came back for a visit um, in 2019. And they, as far as we're aware of, they really still have a strong feeling for the place and a strong yeah. attachment to the place. I think because of Dwyn Wen and that she's, you know, our love saint here in Wales, I think the whole of Wales really does have a very strong connection here. And But we're eager to share it with the rest of the UK and the world, aren't we? It is fantastic. Yeah, I'd love to say we want to keep it all to ourselves and not let everyone in. <laughs> yeah. um, but of course, we, we, we welcome visitors. What I love is, you know, you have this amazing walk from the car park and you're rewarded with this remarkable view right at the end. What do you love about this beach, Michael? I just love the tranquility of it. I think it's such a big beach that even when the car park's full, you can still find your own little hidden space, either in the forest or the beach. It's just magical. look at the phenomenal North Wales coast, we've popped down to the very edge of South Snowdonia. We're on the west coast down here at Barmouth and we're on the beach at Bermau, which is just beautiful. The sea is just stretched out in front of you. There's some hills to the left and even more hills to the right and beautiful, beautiful, intricate buildings, almost like they're built into the side of the mountain just behind me. I'm sat here with my lovely cup of tea with Faith. Hi, Faith. How are you? Hello, I'm good. Thank you. So you are the counsellor here. Am I right in thinking that you're a counsellor? Yes, I am a counsellor. Thank you so much for taking the time. I can imagine that you're quite a busy woman then. Fairly busy, yes. <laughs> especially at this time of year. So Faith, what's it like living here and seeing this every day? And by this, I just see sea and sea and sea and even more sea stretched in front of us it's here. It's an absolutely fantastic place to live. I wake up every day and feel lucky. So you look around and it's beautiful. So Well, you're gleaming with this big smile and I'm almost like just as happy as you here just to be by the coast. I feel like just any sort of fresh sea air puts a smile on everyone's faces. Sometimes it's a bit too fresh, but <laughs> on a day like today, it's absolutely beautiful. It is stunning day as well. What is it that makes Barmouth such a special place to visit then? Well, we've got over 60 independent shops. We've, so it's a fantastic place to come and buy gifts and presents yeah. and just to mooch around. We've got over 45 places to eat and drink. So we've got 45. 45 so varying from cafes to restaurants and hotels and pubs. But yeah, in the vicinity. So we've, we're really well covered with all the sorts of things you can, anything you can imagine we can get here. Anything you need. Anything you need. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. 
And Wordsworth was a big fan, wasn't he? Yes, he absolutely loved Barmouth. He was a big fan and um, appreciated its beauty. Um, I mentioned it, I think, a couple of times. But as you can see, you know, we've got the mountains, we've got the sea, we've yeah. got the sand. In his words, it's, With a fine sea view in front, the mountains behind, the glorious estuary running eight miles inland, and Cateritris within compass of a day's walk, Barmouth can always hold its own against any rival. Now that is something to aim for. It's a big boast, isn't it? it? But I think we can. Yes, (laughs) I think I'd agree with him on that one. (laughs) So what else is there for visitors to do and see here in Barmouth? So it's perfectly positioned for walkers and cyclists, as you can see. You know, we've got Cadera just over there. Yeah. We've got um, the peak just behind us. Yeah. Um, there's lots and lots of beauty. We're on the coastal path. So, you know, you can walk for miles from here. Yes. So yeah. in any direction. And it's beautiful. You've got flat walks if you don't want the hills. Yeah. Very dog friendly as well, which is fantastic. Amazing. There's quite a famous bridge in Barmouth. Am I right? There is. It's the oldest wooden railway viaduct in the UK. So it's absolutely fantastic and you can walk over there. Uh, It's a beautiful walk. So you can walk over there, you can cycle over there, you can catch a train over there and it's absolutely beautiful. And is it still in good nick? Well, they're spending lots of money investing in it. I think there's £20 million being spent shortly on investment. It's something that we need to preserve. It is one of the main reasons people come to Barmouth. Yeah, it's a massive historical piece in the the area, isn't it? It's over 150 years old, so it's fantastic. The sea is obviously quite an important part of Barmouth. What can you do here, though? Is there any trips or anything that you can take? Yeah, certainly. You can catch a small ferry over to Fairbourne. You can go on fishing trips um, there's stand up paddle boarding which oh, is a big thing that. here and that's a fantastic thing to do I go out on my board regularly it's ideal we've also got the dolphins along the coast so you often see them from where we're sitting right really? now so yeah can be absolutely fabulous it's an all year round destination really you can come anytime and there's always things to do we've got Coy de Brennan on our doorstep as yes, well yes Coy de Brennan yep. yes but, well Barmouth really does have everything in I my like eyes. to think so <laughs> I hope that gives you a flavour of just some of the striking coastline here in North Wales. There is so, so much more to explore too. Head to gonorthwales.co.uk to find out more. Remember to hit subscribe and rate the podcast. From me, Mick and Llyn in Barmouth. Hopefully see you soon here in North Wales. Hwylfawr! Cool